Welcome to the Hounding Health Podcast, where we try to uncover just what the hell does it mean to be healthy and how do we get there? Like, seriously, you think we could have figured it out by now? Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. With so much conflicting health info out there, the world is in need of heroes more than ever before to help us find our way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. On this show, we don't just talk about health practices, we put them to the test. Every season, we select a human guinea pig, and with the guidance from various health heroes, we help them reach their health goals, ultimately turning them to a supreme being. Now, broadcasting to the world, here's your host, George Hound. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first ever podcast for the Hounding Health Show. I'm so happy for having you guys join us today. And I am saying us because there is somebody else here with me who is my very first health hero (laughs) on the show. Not only is she my personal health hero, but she's also uh, somebody that uh, the late and great Eddie Guerrero would call her Mamacita. <laughs> nice, I like it. She's my Mamacita. She's my better half. She's my co-host for today and in life, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Ashley Jimenez. Hey. She's, hey, Ashley. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, how do you feel being uh, engaged to a clown like me? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer <laughs> I love it. All right, good. I guess that's why it works. <laughs> yeah, guys, there's a reason why Ashley's on the show today. Uh, one, I don't want to just be talking into the microphone uh, in a one-way conversation. That's just going to make me feel ridiculously weird. Uh, so I asked Ashley uh, if she would join me today because, she, as, because out of everybody in the world, she probably knows me the best. And uh, hounding health would also not be possible if it was mm-hmm. not for her. She pushed and motivated me to keep doing this project, stay on it when there were many times I just wanted to let it go and not go through with creating it. So Ashley, thank you for supporting <laughs> I like me. You're giving me way too much credit, but I don't think so. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling today? Good. I'm feeling good. What are you eating there? A little bit of apple pie. What am I eating? Chocolate, obviously. Great way to start the Hounding right? Health Show. <laughs> so, guys, health is not just about being clean as a whistle, never doing anything uh, to enjoy life. You know, we really do believe in the 80-20 rule. And this is my little cheat day before I start on this endeavor with the Hounding Health Show, which you'll understand more as we go forward. So, Ashley, uh, you're going to be taking over today. You're actually going to be asking me more questions than I'm going to be asking you. So, uh, sweetheart, I let you take over, and uh, it's all yours. All right. All right. Well, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Um, I guess the first question, and what everyone's probably wondering is, what is Hounding Health? So, Hounding Health is a show where we're going to be exploring uh, two things. The first is just trying to identify what health really is. I feel like this is a super important question because there's not a clear-cut answer. And the more health professionals I end up talking to, the more I realize, well, people tend to focus on different things when it comes to health. You ask a nutritionist, 
what is being healthy, they're going to talk to you about a whole bunch of nutritional aspects such as vitamin deficiencies, how you're eating, should you be eating carbs, should you be eating you eating more should you be eating more protein so you could see how a nutritionist would cater more to the nutritional chemical aspect of health but if you ask a reiki master what is health mm-hmm. they'll probably talk to you more about energy the chakras auras and then if you talk about a kinesiologist or a chiropractor about health they might focus more on physical aspect of health like how does the body move what state the bone is in, are you in good alignment? Ultimately, we need to come to a conclusion as to like, what is health? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you combine all that together? And then could you be healthy and die? Mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes people die uh, at 70 years old. Yeah, you'd say maybe they were healthy and it was their time to go. But what about somebody who did everything right and died in their 40s from like mm-hmm. leukemia. Mm-hmm. Can you be healthy and still get disease? Right. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then the second thing that the Hounding Health Show is going to tackle is can we take a guinea pig, mm-hmm. a subject, someone's going to volunteer in a season and get them to their health goals. So that's what every season of Hounding Health is going to be about, finding a, a person who's going to be volunteering and then setting some health goals for them, which they could change because those health goals, based on what I just explained to you, if the definition of health could change as the season progresses, but can we get them as close as possible to their initial goals of health as possible? Right. So, so I feel like that's a good time to introduce the first guinea pig. Okay. All right. Are you ready? And the first guinea pig is... George himself. Yes. I will be the guinea pig for season one. Nice. I felt like that it was uh, an important decision to prove to people, A, what my approach to getting someone healthy will be. Mm -hmm. Right. I need to gain everybody's trust. Uh, And also, uh, I've done something that... I think every exercise or health practitioner should really investigate themselves. And that's, are you really practicing what you're preaching? Because mm-hmm. I don't think I am. Right. What do you think of that? Um, I would agree as of the past six months. And the reason for that is obviously... We had a baby. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Penelope turned six months this week, and I feel like that's definitely thrown everything kind of out the window. Yeah. It's been it's been very hard to focus on both of our health goals. Like, you're you're a good sleeper usually. Mm -hmm. Normally, you go to sleep, what, around? Like 10 (laughs) o'clock. Yeah. And she's going to sleep at 10. I'm going to sleep, like, at midnight. Yeah. uh, And then usually I'm pretty pretty good on staying on track with nutrition Mm -hmm. like i'm pretty strict with Mm -hmm. that and since penny was born uh i've out the window yeah this chocolate cake (laughs) yeah as evident by (laughs) what we're eating right now i've been eating cake and drinking like tons of coffee every day Mm -hmm. uh so i you know i think that hounding health is going to hold me accountable Mm -hmm. going forward to jump back on the bandwagon of being healthy. Right. And also I, I thought it would be interesting to do hounding health because 
we are in the middle of craziness right now. We're moving mm-hmm. into uh, our mm-hmm. new home, our yeah, first home. Yeah. We're going to be moving into it next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Penelope that's just in the middle of those baby years, six yeah. months, and she's mm-hmm. quite a handful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're moving into a new city, so I'm yeah. kind of going to be restarting yeah. my business over there and trying to get new clients. It's a stressful time. Absolutely. So I wanted to kind of do this show in the middle of all this stress because one of the biggest excuses I hear from my clients, and just so you guys all know, I'm a exercise therapist, exercise coach, personal trainer, and a health coach. So those are the services that I offer my clients depending on what they're looking for. And... Uh, <clears throat> Where was I? I was saying that we're going to be moving into a new town. Starting over. Starting over. It's stressful for us. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to do this in the middle of all this craziness to show by example Mm -hmm. that you don't have to go to extreme measures to start getting healthy when things are crazy in your Mm -hmm. life. There's simple things you could start doing. And I I want to show that by example. Yeah. Great. No, I I like it. There was something else that we were addressing, though, when... uh, when we were talking just now, um, I think you were saying, if I think what I think of your health, if I think that you're healthy. Oh yeah. Um, the other thing that we were kind of talking about is, uh, I wasn't leading by example. And this is one of the reasons why I really thought I had to be hounding health's first guinea pig is because I cannot be truly fully healing people unless I'm fully healed or healthy myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my mentors, Paul Check, who you guys could check out at the checkinstitute.com or on all his, uh, you know, social media stuff. Uh, he's, he's really good. He knows what C-H-E-K he's talking. C-H-E-K. Yeah. Check. Paul C-H-E-K Check is his last name. Uh, an amazing, uh, holistic health coach. This guy's been doing it for 30 years. He's one of my mentors and, uh, a person that I follow very closely. And he always says, he's like, you need to be, practicing what you're preaching you need to be leading by example and i feel i haven't been doing this for the last six months maybe even a year even maybe even as penelope was growing inside of you like i I was starting to kind of neglect my health just because of all the things that were jumping our way and we Mm -hmm. had to kind of take care of but and that's all relative though too right because you think that because you're a personal trainer but i've always thought that you were very healthy like i think even now that you have neglected it, like you're very aware of what you're eating. Even if it's bad, you're aware that you're eating. What you're eating is not ideal or what you need or what helps your body function to its function to its full capacity, right? Right. So, yeah, I would say, I don't know. I would say before the six months of Penelope, I would say that you were definitely relatively good by, your sta- by my standards, definitely. By your standards, I guess, maybe not. But again, it's all relative. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you, well, what I know about how Hounding Health got started was, I guess it would have started three or four years ago when you had your car accident. Yeah, November 2016. Right. And from what you've told me, it started with you and your sister, your sister Vicky, who is a holistic nutritionist. Yes. Yeah, Exactly. And you came up with the concept for Hounding Health then. I think you were literally like laying on her couch because you had gotten in the car accident and you were essentially homeless and had nowhere to go and you were sleeping on her couch. 
And yeah, so let's not make it look totally horrible. <laughs> I, I I wasn't homeless because I was an irresponsible bum. Uh, it's a little uncomfortable talking to Ashley about this, but basically in two thousand. Sorry, should I not have mentioned this? No, no, it's all good. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Ashley. You just Sorry. threw me uh, threw me under the bus there. In two thousand sixteen, I moved to Toronto from Montreal with uh, my uh, girlfriend at the time. And it, you know, the relationship didn't end up working. Uh, we ended up breaking up and, uh, you know, we kind of came to the decision. <clears throat> she came to the decision <laughs> that I should find my <laughs> own place and leave the apartment that we had together. So I ended up sleeping on my sister's couch for what I thought at the time would be a week while I find a new place, uh, to stay at. And I was a personal trainer at the time in Toronto, just starting up my business you know, I, I might have had a handful of clients that I was seeing a couple of times a week. So enough to pay the bills, but, you know, still working hard to, to start to make uh, life a little bit better financially. And then what ended up happening is after the breakup, uh, after having no home, I was cro- crossing the street right in front of the gym that I worked at. And this van uh, hit me. You know, the van was going, I think it was reported that I was going 40 kilometers an hour. He didn't see me. I was crossing the road at a pedestrian crosswalk. He, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was crazy. It the, the van nailed my legs. I body checked the van's front window and then went flipping in the air um, and landed. I don't even know how. Like, uh, I tell people the way it felt was, you know, when you're playing a video game in uh, first person and an explosion goes off and you start seeing, you know, just the sky, the grass, the floor, the grass, the sky mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the screen, and then you just all of a sudden stop. Well, yeah. that's exactly what it felt like. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, so that, so after that, I ended up having some facial issues, um, neck problems. I had a scar under my chin, like I had a laceration there. The inside of my mouth was a little messed up and it required stitches. And my leg was pretty bad. Like I tore, partially tore my ACL and I I, uh, I broke my uh, fibula or fractured it, I should say. I was lucky it didn't break. I have no idea how it didn't break. But it was fractured and I wasn't able to walk properly for a couple of months, which meant I couldn't train people. I wasn't insured. I was self-employed. And long story short, I was injured. And what ended up, what was supposed to be a week on my sister's couch Mm -hmm. (laughs) ended up being three months, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then during that time, I remember there was a night where, you know, we were just kind of talking about different things. And my sister's like, well, what if you don't get better? What if you don't go back into personal training? And then just bouncing ideas back and forth, we came up with this idea to start hounding health. But it wasn't a a show like it is today. The idea was just to provide information to people about how they can find their own health uh, answers. And then over the last three years, it's evolved to what we have now. And that's the hounding health show. Right. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, There's definitely been an evolution to the concept. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think it literally went from being uh, uh, an online program where we thought we would give everybody the answers. And then we realized, well, not everybody requires the same answers. It's really individualistic. So then we wanted to do like seminars where we would go to like workshops and then teach people. But I guess 
instinctively or innately, I always felt ah, there's something missing. And I think that thing that was missing was me getting healthy first. Mm -hmm. So season one is about me preparing for the journey that I think will be hounding health for a long time. But season one is pretty much everyone's going to see me prepare for what I think is going to be a kick-ass ride of hounding yeah. health. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's really exciting. I feel I'm so bad happy for you, for you, Ashley. I'm so happy for you. I know you're happy, but <laughs> I don't think you have any idea what you're in store for. Yeah. I mean, I have some idea. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, you do. You do. No, but it really is exciting because you've been talking about this since we met and I'm really excited to see it finally happening and coming to fruition. And I think it's going to be really exciting and really amazing. So thanks, babe. I'm excited. Good. Of course. Um, so one thing that you do talk about often are health heroes. Um, what is that? And um, just kind of give people a background on the, kind of that term. How did you coin that term? Where did that come from? Yeah. So when I was uh, a younger I was going to say boy, teenager, but the truth is even when I was a man in my 20s, I loved mm -hmm. superheroes mm -hmm. almost to the point where it was a problem. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, collected comics. I watched movies. Batman probably was the best thing ever that happened when The Dark Knight came out. I loved right. that movie. <laughs> uh, but there was a little bit of an obsession there, and I just loved the idea of individuals that existed in the world that wanted to help their fellow people. But when I was looking into real life, I was starting to realize like, no, the heroes of the world are not the people that are going out there sacrificing their bodies and fighting, literally fighting others. Heroes in this world are the ones that are going around trying to help others, heal others in a loving way, not in a violent way. You know, that was a big awakening in me. So I guess the concept for Hounding Health as it is right now is I want every season to pick a guinea pig, a subject, a test dummy, mm -hmm. me this season, mm -hmm. and then get them towards a better, healthier state following their health goals with the help of health heroes. And health heroes are going to be health professionals uh, from different backgrounds. We're talking about nutritionists, chiropractors, maybe people that practice neurokinetic therapy, maybe people that practice uh, any kind of meridian work that deals with acupuncture. It could be personal trainers. It could be anybody who is going into their practice with love and trying to heal other individuals. Those are health heroes to me. Okay, cool. I love that. I love that, Travis. I love it too. I've listened in on some of your... Um some of your interviews already and they truly are health heroes the kind of people that you're talking to and interacting with so let's talk about the kind of results that you want um and the goals that you're setting out for this season for yourself um so we talked about it a little bit beforehand so one is parkour and uh casey martial arts you want to be able to practice or be proficient or what is your goal with that one well I, one what i would like to actually maybe focus on is as a consultant for people that are trying to reach health and fitness goals, I would say if you do not identify a dream or a reason for why you want to get healthy, you're probably not going to make it. And a lot of people sometimes uh, will set out goals like, oh, I want to lose weight or, oh, I want to be stronger. And then, you know, I've, I've had many clients where I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. And they just tell me, because I want that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's not good enough. It's going to get hard. Eventually, you might start losing weight in the beginning, but then you're going to hit a wall. 
and it's going to be your dream or that reason for why you want to get healthy that's going to get you through those hard times. It's really important to get clear on the dream. If you do not have a dream for why you want to get healthy, you ain't going to make it. And that's what my experience has shown me. So I could tell you my goals right now. And you kind of said one of my goals is to do KC and parkour. And that's very superficial. Like KC is a martial arts uh, popularized. Ironically enough, we already mentioned him by the, the Dark Knight himself, mm-hmm. Batman. Yeah. So the first time I saw KC was in the Dark Knight movies. And as the loser that I was, I'm like, I got to do that martial arts yeah. that Christopher Nolan, the director Wait, of that movie I thought you used. had told me before that it was, um, is Casey not martial arts not the one that um, Bruce Lee had? No, Bruce Lee practiced uh, Jeet Kune Do. Oh, okay. Now, the, the creator of Casey, uh, who is, I believe I'm saying his, right, his name right, it's Justo Diegues. I might be saying it wrong. Right, and he took pieces from well he used to be a jeet kune do teacher Mm -hmm. and what he i think his philosophy was you're not fighting somebody one-on-one most of the time in real life in Mm -hmm. real life you're usually finding yourself off gangs or when people attack you it's usually more than one person so he evolved possibly jeet kune do and other martial arts into casey which is really about fighting off multiple people and protecting yourself while doing that uh, and you could clearly see that that's the style in the Batman movies that I was so um, motivated by. Mm. But going back to my goal, like my goal is to be able to go back to practicing Casey and also doing parkour. And I'm going to put more pressure on parkour is what I really want to be able to do. And the reason being is I just like to be able to physically express myself uh, in this, you know, urban jungle that we call mm. modern day cities mm-hmm. you know parkour is the art of getting from one place to another effectively and efficiently uh, and safely so when you see these crazy kids doing backflips off buildings and landing on you know like skinny little uh, railings of balconies that's not parkour that's stunts that's people that learn parkour and now turn it into stunts to impress people right. But parkour is really about you safely getting from one point to another mm-hmm. quickly and, and, and efficiently. And I love the philosophy of that because for me, it also stands for what life is. You're going to face obstacles. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to go under the obstacles. Sometimes you have to go around. Sometimes you have to go over. Parkour is a philosophy for life. And for me, parkour is also my way of expressing what I'm maybe going through emotionally in a physical manner. Sometimes it's fast bursts. Sometimes it's just, you know, lollygagging and playing in a park. Other times it's trying to do tricks. Uh, but more importantly, I like parkour because of the control and the mastery of the body that that, uh, that, that requires. But that's not the dream. My dream for why I want to do parkour and my martial arts is to always keep my body in a healthy state. I don't want to abuse it with these practices. I want to keep it in a healthy state so that I can go around and always be capable of exploring what this world has to offer. Uh, I I have this dream. Here's the dream of... Penelope asking me like, hey, dad, you know, when she's like a little older, maybe 14, maybe 18, can we go to Peru and climb the... uh, Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. (laughs) Ashley and I have already done it. We have, yeah. How was that experience? It was incredible. Why? I mean, I feel like it was incredible because we did it together, number one. Right. So part of 
part of the process is being there with somebody else. Imagine right. I can't do it physically anymore. That would right. suck. Mm-hmm. What was another reason why it was incredible? The physicality of it. Like it was absolutely draining. To go so up. it was a sense of accomplishment, I guess, at the end as well. Yeah. And like you know, challenging yourself. Yeah. Like imagine it's a helicopter just, you know, flew you. It would still be pretty nice aesthetically to get flown to the top of Machu Picchu, drop there, enjoy the scenery. Man, it's different. It's so different to actually <laughs> yeah. do the climb. Yeah, like the absolutely. journey was so fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and here's how crazy Ashley is. There's uh, a couple of parts <laughs> on Machu Picchu where, where we were walking on was I think they had a what was the stairs called the the stairs of death. I believe so. Something, something like that. Like yeah, that. And yeah. they told us stay against the side of the mountain because <laughs> if you go too close to the edge on the left side, you're falling, and it's, it's on just a, a straight fall. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, we're not going to see you yeah, ever again. Yeah. And this girl is just walking aimlessly around, not caring. <laughs> She's turning around, checking the people, checking the people behind her, and and I'm hugging the wall, and I'm like, this girl's got <laughs> bigger nuts than I do. Sorry, ladies, I don't want to be sexist, but uh, bigger breasts than I do. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, so you're nuts. Yeah. <laughs> but And that's why I want to practice martial arts and parkour. Mm-hmm. I enjoy those practices, but ultimately the dream that makes me want to go there is to always be capable of enjoying these adventures that this world mm-hmm. has to offer with the people that I love, mm-hmm. you, Penelope. Uh, you know, I have this vision of Penelope calling me when I'm 70 years old and being like, hey, dad, can we come over today? I'm like, sorry, honey, I'm in the Amazonian rainforest. Uh, let's see if I can put you on my schedule next week. I want that. That's yeah. that's a vision yeah. I have. Yeah. Or come meet me here. Yeah, like, yeah, come come down to uh, Colombia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I have some other uh, goals, I guess, I have in there. I... Uh, in 2009, I suffered some pretty heavy-duty health issues. Like, I really stressed and pushed my body to some pretty crazy limits. I used to be a professional wrestler. I did that for a decade. And at the same time, I was studying biochemistry in, 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 at the University of McGill. I was well, working full-time. I was convinced that I was immortal, like nothing would ever stop me. And ironically enough, a week after I graduated and got my biochemistry degree, and when I was seriously considering going down to Florida to try out for the WWE, I got hit with such a bad, bad period of anxiety and depression where I stopped being a pro wrestler, couldn't go back to school, literally had a hard time even working and even stopped training. Well, I was bodybuilding at the time to look like a pro wrestler. So I dropped in one year from 220 pounds to 180 just because I wasn't eating and I was going through some crazy stuff with my anxiety. Simultaneously, I also had digestive issues. They diagnosed me with IBS. They put me on a whole bunch of medication from like uh, medication that would stop my acid production in my stomach to they prescribed me medication that would literally slow down peristalsis. So that's how my intestines push food forward. Right. Um, luckily I didn't take those medications because the second one, uh, and the peristalsis medication where you're interfering with that, that's, that's some pretty crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've had some crazy, uh, intestinal issues ever since then. And now they're a lot better because I've used a lot of my knowledge that I've gained since then to kind of get better. 
but I still have two huge things that bother me. One is I am very constipated. Mm -hmm. I still go three Mm -hmm. or four days sometimes without pooping. The only thing that makes me be regular is going vegan. Right. When I go total vegan, Mm -hmm. uh, definitely, definitely regular. However, here's the kicker. Vegan's also not good for me because then what I sacrifice is my energy. I end up feeling feeling very lethargic and I don't have the energy to partake in the sports that I like doing. It's very hard for me. So, you know, at one point it's do I stay constipated or the other the other extreme is it you, you know, go regular but not have energy and I'm like, I wanna solve that. I wanna figure out how to be Find a, that balance. Find that balance. It's yeah. all about balance. And then another health issue that I have is I have a serious candida overgrowth. Uh, Ashley, you're not a health expert, but you've seen me uh, or you've talked you've talked to me about this problem that I have that I have for quite some time now. Do you can you explain what candida is? Like, I kind of want someone who's not a health professional to explain it. It's an overgrowth of yeast. Where? Intestines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Uh, it's really funny because uh, I remember when I was in Montreal and first had my IBS issues, I also started having some crazy candida symptoms that nobody identified. Like I had to come to the conclusion that it was that. And basically I started growing like this crazy white coat, this thrush on my lips. Mm-hmm, you've told me about that. And on my tongue. That sounds terrible it and was disgusting. disgusting. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then in my groin area, I'd get like, uh, a groin uh, or a jock itch you know my, my thighs were turned really right. really red uh, and then some other symptoms was i would see some pretty crazy stuff fibrous white stuff come out with like my, my my poop oh wow yeah uh, and uh, and my my you know stomach didn't feel right i had pains so i slowly started to realize that as a vegan i have to eat a lot of carbs mm-hmm. and more sugar than mm-hmm. I guess other people do. And every right. time I had I had excess sugar or carbs, it would get bad. Of course. So just being aware as I was, I inevitably came to a hypothesis that, hey, man, uh, man maybe you have candida. So I mm-hmm. went to the leading fungal and parasite expert in Montreal. What he told me is, George, you don't have a candida overgrowth. And he was very like, speaking down to me almost like it's absurd that mm-hmm. i'm making this suggestion and it's a very common reaction from doctors but he told me if you had a candida overgrowth right now you'd be in serious trouble because your immune system would be so low that your white blood cells were not fighting off your candida fungus overgrowth it's found its way in your bloodstream and you're literally at risk of dying because this is a serious issue Clearly, based on the fact that you walked in my office, he said, and you're doing relatively well because you're not like in horrible condition. You're just having some symptoms. It's not a candida overgrowth. And then he uh, uh, entertained me by showing me his petri dishes of candida fungal uh, stuff. And he's saying, you see, I grow them. I know what I'm talking about. Mm. And I was like, you, you, I was so mad because (laughs) I'm like, A, I'm in biochemistry and I could get, I could go get my own petri dish. I'll put my own little nutrients in there to feed the candida and I'm pretty sure I could create the exact same petri dishes right. you have. Like you haven't proved anything mm. just because you're growing them in your own lab. Right. 
And then if you listen to other health experts, sorry to go on this big tangent, but there's other medical experts, doctors. One of them is Dr. Uh, Sherry Rogers, well worth looking into, um, her as a practitioner, who says, yes, candida is a real thing. And essentially what ends up happening is if your intestinal flora, which today almost everybody agrees, could be out of whack where your bad bacteria overtakes your good bacteria because you pretty much eat like crap or have done some pretty nasty stuff or introduced some bad toxic stuff in your body, the bad bacteria overgrows. In conjunction with that, your fungal uh, yeast, candida in your intestines also overgrows and then your intestinal tract just goes haywire. That makes sense to me. You know, mm-hmm. we're already all agreeing that there is this, you know, struggle or this war between good and bad bacteria in your intestines. Why is it so hard to believe that the candida can overgrow? So I still have symptoms. I still have some thrush on my mouth that will grow if I eat processed sugar like I'm doing right now mm-hmm. with this chocolate cake. But as long as I don't overdo it, it never gets out of control. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's there. And then anybody who has a candida infection will know what those symptoms are because mm-hmm. they're just so familiar with it. And we're really going to go into detail with this with one of my uh, favorite uh, people in the whole wide world. He's an awesome uh, health hero, and that's Anthony DePasquale. He's mm-hmm. going to be my nutritionist nutritionist for this mm-hmm. year. That's yeah. right. So awesome. I want to heal those two issues, my candida and my uh, what was the other the one? The constipation. The constipation. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if my plan is to make it all the way to 70, 80 mm-hmm. and still be fully functional, well, I don't want to get some sort of disease like colon cancer right. or or other ailment because I'm ignoring these two very important things. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a belief uh, amongst a lot of holistic health people that there's a stage when it comes to developing diseases. And the first one is you ignore your health. And you start feeling a little off. Your energy gets off. You start feeling a little bit weaker or you rely a little bit more on caffeine and stimulants to get you through your day. And then the second stage is adrenal fatigue, usually followed by either a parasite or a fungal growth. The interesting philosophy is parasites and funguses like growing in things that are rotting. So if you have one, there's a hypothesis that you're literally starting to rot right now and you're you're on the path to starting the death process. Mm-hmm. So get on that shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry for using using harsh language, but it's serious stuff. I'm telling myself, get your stuff together, George, because you got to stop this rotting process on the inside mm-hmm. and get back to being healthy. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I guess I've said enough on that for now. Okay. Good. Um, and then oh, she's rolling around. She's like, Jesus, can you stop wrap talking? Wrap it like, up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but the last question I do have is um, how are you breaking down? So, this experiment is meant to last four to six months. So, what is the breakdown for the next four to six months? Okay. So, the breakdown is this I've already kind of told you some of the health issues that I uh, have. Uh, I, I also want to add. It's not as easy as it sounds for me to go back to doing parkour and martial arts because my right knee from the car accident is not the same. Right. Mm-hmm. I've seen doctors and they've, mm-hmm. they've told me like, don't do parkour, don't yeah. play hockey, yeah. don't do any sports where you're turning sharply or pivoting on your leg. Like your right knee is in danger. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. run in a straight line and do your bodybuilding. That's mm-hmm. what they told me. Uh, but I do know of 
famous hockey players and soccer players that have played professionally in the NHL and in soccer where their ligaments were fully torn and they were still able to do it because their knee was so fortified with strong muscles and proper alignment that it no longer was an issue for them. So I have hope that I can get there. So your question, Ashley, is what, how am I breaking it down? March, the first month of the Hounding Health Show, I'm going to call it the month of assessment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assess my body from all sorts of different angles, energy-wise, nutritional-wise, vitamin-wise, posture-wise, muscle-functioning-wise, you name it, we're doing it. I want to introduce people to pretty much everything I've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they can take some notes and, and and use some of this stuff. You know, for some of, for a lot of the assessments that I'm going to do, you're going to need a health professional, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. There's going to be nice little tricks to pick up. And then the following two months, you know, so I guess in all the, the first three months of Hounding Health, I'm not going to do any exercise. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. What's he <laughs> talking about? Uh, why I'm doing this is because I find that most of my clients come to me and tell me, George, I want you to just train the crap out of me. Beat Mm -hmm. me up. I want to get my results. Usually it's to lose weight, but not always. And what they fail to see is that we live in a world where we're constantly under stress. The field of exercise or, yeah, exercise works with the anabolic, catabolic um, fluctuation or or how, how can I put that? When you work out, you're going through a catabolic process. You're breaking down the protein in your body so that after when you rest, you go through an anabolic process, you rebuild that muscle so that it could be stronger and overcome that resistance or that challenge that you initially gave it. So you need to be able to go through that cycle. That's the word, cycle (laughs) uh, of catabolic, anabolic. Now, here's what's happening in modern-day society. The catabolic process is not just a physical thing where you're going through exercise. You can waste away your muscle or energy by just the way you're working in your life, how stressed you are physically, mentally from work, how much sleep are you getting. The anabolic process works best when you get a full night's sleep, but In today's society, we're conditioned, you know, students stay up, cram, study, Uh, young professionals, you know, hustle, 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 hustle. We're not preaching rest, take care of your body. So what I'm trying to say is I'm going to show you guys in the middle of my crazy life how in the first three months, I'm not even going to do any real heavy duty weights. I might do some corrective exercises uh, like, you know lifting my knee up and down up and down and mobilizing it Mm -hmm. but you're not going to see any weight um you're just going to see me maybe doing some yoga maybe Mm -hmm. doing some meditation and really really focusing on my mental state and nutrition maybe some vitamins and that's going to be it for the first three months and we're going to see before and after pictures see before and after assessments did that change anything? Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, oh, yeah, sorry. And then the last two months, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring in the exercise. Okay. And I'm going to turn into a supreme yeah. being. <laughs> nice. Uh, but what it really, what for me, a supreme being is somebody who's working life every day at their full genetic potential. 
Uh, and I don't want to necessarily reiterate everything that we talk about on other uh, channels. Like, you know, we have the YouTube channel where we have the vlog. But if you really want to know my definition of what a supreme being is, maybe check out the blog uh, at houndinghealth.com or check out episode one on my YouTube vlog mm-hmm. uh, for Hounding Health. And I'll tell you what a supreme being is all about. Okay. So that's your YouTube, your website. And do you want to tell them about Facebook and Instagram? Yeah. So basically, uh, the way I... Hounding Health is a case study. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the philosophy for how I kind of developed it was this. I want people to have access to uh, a, a resource where they can kind of see, hey, did this person really succeed at attaining their health goals? And if so, how can I duplicate their approach? So the blog is pretty much where all the needy, greedy details are going to go into. Mm-hmm. Basically, when you're looking at my exercise regimen, the exact uh, words I was using in my mantras for meditation, how, how did my diet look like, go on the blog. It's all going to be documented mm-hmm. there with a lot more. Like my my thoughts on the whole process is going to be there too. Mm-hmm. The YouTube channel is going to be the uh, video documentary of pretty much what I'm going to be going through. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a nice quick way to kind of see the overview of what I'm going to be doing. So your evolution for the next four to six months. Yeah, you'll be able to see the four mm-hmm. to six months evolution on YouTube and on Instagram. Instagram will have some snippets of those videos too. I think IGTV is pretty popular these mm-hmm. days, so I might jump on that. Uh, <laughs> pretty popular these days you with know, the kids. With, with these kids. <laughs> yeah. And then the podcast is mostly... Podcast is where uh, health heroes such as yourself mm-hmm. are going to be. I, I keep calling Ashley a health hero, but I didn't tell you guys why. <laughs> this woman, along with our baby, have literally saved my life and they don't even know it she doesn't even really appreciate it she's changed me from a selfish uh self-obsessed individual which i think a lot of people are because we're always worrying about our goals what we're going to do in this life and she's just shared so much love with me that i've learned to give back to her and now I just love being around this woman. She's the best part of my life. Oh, man. I <laughs> love you. Thanks, babe. And, you know, she's my health hero. All right. And then on the podcast, we're going to have all the health heroes. Every single mm-hmm. person that helps me on my health journey in season one is going to get a chance to kind of talk about what they do and what they think uh, the current health situation is on, you know, in the world today and and, uh, how they think they're helping people with that. Great. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Looking forward to it. Yeah, girl. (laughs) All right. Good luck. Thanks, Ashley. Any other questions? That's all I got. All right, everybody. So I guess that's it for today. This is the first entry on our podcast Mm -hmm. for Hounding Health. Follow everything on at Hounding Health. Yeah, Hounding Health is the name you got to remember. Ashley will probably be on the show again. So whenever I'm not going to be on with a health practitioner, Ashley is going to be coming up just because, you know, I want company. <laughs> and uh, she's. we're just going to be having conversations mostly when Ashley is on to keep uh, you guys. Keep you on track. Yeah, keep me on track and also keep you guys informed on how I'm feeling at certain stages in the Hounding Health journey for me on season one. Uh, so on this podcast, you're usually going to be hearing me interview other health practitioners and occasionally Ashley's going to be coming in to keep tabs on me. I hope you guys liked our show for today. I wish you guys a great day. 
And Ashley, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Hounding Health Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us next week as we interview other health heroes. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel where you can see George put health practices to the test every week. If you'd like to learn more about how Hounding Health could help you uncover your path to true health and make you a supreme being, go to houndinghealth.com.